Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. It is you, Jesus. It is you. It isn't us that makes the mountains move. It isn't us that makes the prison walls come down. It is you. It is you. Only you. And church, just in worship then, I just felt the Holy Spirit just speak to me about some expectation that we've all had. Some expectation maybe this year, even carried on from last year. And the thing about expectation, it's good to have high expectations. And for me, I'm I'm an optimist, not so much a realist. So I tend to have very high expectations of things. But when expectations aren't meant, it can start to have an effect on our faith. It can challenge our faith. And what we need to do when that happens is actually unravel. We actually need to take some of those expectations off, a bit like a Christmas present where you've got to wrap it and then get it off, get it over and done with. And sometimes that's what it is like with us because otherwise they can suppress our faith. They can suppress what is going on with our relationship with Jesus. And Jesus never planned for that. He never planned for you to have a suppressed relationship with Him. He planned for you to stand in freedom with Him. And sometimes these expectations, we just have to unravel them. And so right now, I'd love you all to close your eyes and maybe think of any expectations that you've been holding on to. Any ones that have been a bit unhealthy. Maybe it's employment like, a position that you've missed out on. Maybe it's a relationship breakdown. Maybe it was a circumstance that was beyond your control. Maybe it's something to do with your health that is still a struggle. And what we're going to do, we're just going to pray and agree together that we're going to give these expectations over to Jesus. We're going to put put them at His feet. Father, we come to You. We come straight to You. We thank you that we have access, an unspoilt, unblemished access straight to you, straight to your grace, straight to your kingdom and straight to your heart. And right now we bring those expectations that are weighing us down. Maybe they're being burdens. Holy Spirit, we take them off. We unravel. We Get it off from around our neck, from around our waist, from around our ankles like chains. And we put it at your feet. We give it over to you in your mighty name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Who has made the most of today's rainy weather? Some people. Yeah, you don't sound too excited, to be honest. I'm sure there's a bit more excitement going on at the Jet Stadium right now as we are against the Mariners. I couldn't help resist but look at the score earlier. Forgive me, I shouldn't be checking the score in church. I know that. But it was nil all and I'm really hoping we'll get our first win for the season. In Jesus' name, Amen. And if any, there are any Mariners in our church right now, the exit is over there. We love you, but there is the... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> But um, anyway, it's lovely to see you, church. Welcome. We hope you had a great day. You can take a seat. Thank you, Musos. As always, um, absolutely brilliant job. How lucky are we to have such an amazing band week in, week out. I love our creative team. And it's so good to just be in church and hear worship. 
I don't know what it is, but every time I speak, I always get really thirsty. A bit of just cotton mouth kicking in. Maybe I'll go for another sip here. Maybe it's the nerves. I'm not sure. Anyway, <clears throat> we're going to be continuing our incredible topic on the big debrief. Now, I'm going to put a photo up. Hopefully it will come up on the screen. Have a look at this incredible invention. All the teenagers and millennials out there, you might be going, what the heck is that on the screen? This was cutting edge technology, 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. And this was as far, this was called the overhead projector. And this was as far as, okay, technology in the church went. As a kid growing up in the 90s, Technology was surrounded. This was as far as, as an advancement as we had in church. The overhead projector was a beautiful, magnificent piece of equipment. And the great thing about it was that you could make a mistake by putting the words upside down or back to front, but people would still be able to somehow still see those words and still guess what was happening. Now, I know for some of you, it probably feels like a period when the dinosaurs still roam the earth, but that is not the case. And thank God, time has changed with the digital era, digital media has kicked in, and now it's just a click of a button, a move of a mouse, and the words come up on the screen. Hallelujah, everyone said. Hallelujah, Jesus. But the thing about this, the thing about the projector, we had to have someone who would sit next to the projector. And their job, okay, they had a very responsible job. They had to be a responsible person and have a very responsible position next to the projector. And their job was to keep in time with the song and slide the words down the projector so that the rest of the congregation could keep up and sing along. Now, the tricky thing was some people would get distracted by other things, okay? And people actually started to develop different reputations for their projection skills, would you believe? Oh, Sally, she's amazing. Were you at the 10 a.m.? You should have seen her transitions with the slides. My gosh, she was so clean between the verse and the chorus. It was incredible. Whereas other people, okay, Maybe poor old Debbie. Oh my gosh, we got the 5 p.m. service. Debbie, what was she doing? It was upside down, back to front. There was even smudge marks on the slide. She mustn't have washed her hands. Gross. She can't be trusted, that Debbie. And people started to develop these reputations for their projection skills. But thank God, this has all changed now. We don't have that. But we, now we have, instead of the projector reputation, we have online reputations. We have online reputations and whether you know it or not, you are developing an online reputation. If you are on social media, you will have a reputation. People will judge what you put up. And so tonight, I want to have a talk and debrief this because in the last two years, we've seen some very interesting things happening in our world through the platform of social media. Now, would you believe it that the average human being spends three hours a day on their phone. Three hours. Now, if your name is Geordie Andrews, maybe that's five hours a day because he's quite a model and a bit of an influencer, you know. If you follow him, you'll know what I mean. Um, but that's a lot of time. T 
times seven, that's 21. Okay, 21 hours the average person spends on their phone a week. So it's very important for us to talk about this. I love being in a church where we can talk about topics that are relatable to our world. Now, you will notice that in the Bible there is nothing, unfortunately, in social, about social media. Thou shalt not tweet. Okay, there's nothing about that. You can't look up numbers and find something that was happening in the life of Moses as the Red Sea parted, okay, and he's talking to the Israelites to walk through. There isn't an incredible selfie of him with all the Israelites in the background. It didn't happen. However, there are truths in the Word that we can apply to social media today because social media is a tool of communication. It is a tool still of creation as well. You, when you communicate on there, you are creating. God has given us the ability to create. And so with creation comes responsibility. And so as Christians, it's important that we can be responsible with the creating powers that God has given us. Awesome. So I am going to give you some tips, some wisdom. You might not agree with all of them. That is okay. I don't mind that. But these are some wisdoms that I want to share with you this evening. So, radio. 1 Corinthians verse 10 to uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 23 says this. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. With social media has come the ability to communicate. Responses, likes, messages, texts, photos, videos, posts, tweets, all of this. There is a fight for your attention. And there is a fight for how you are going to communicate what is going on in your world. Now, this layer of communication, like I said before, it's actually a layer of creation that God has entrusted you with. So, like this scripture says, what are you doing with that? Is it, are you using it as a tool to benefit maybe yourself and others, are you using it to be constructive with your time? So my first point is this, time. Time is precious. You can't get it back. So really time management really does equate to life management. You have to be careful with your time. And for me, I'm a bit of a phlegmatic personality. I like kind of having some downtime and some chill time and some time where I just need to zone out. And social media is a pretty good space for me to do that. But sometimes I can, I can find myself, and how good's that? I actually have someone from my job calling me right now. But that's okay, Wendy Simpson. I love you, but I'll answer your call later. <laughs> um, now, uh, where was I before she distracted me, Wendy? Oh, yes, time. Okay, so... Um, we have to be responsible with this time. And in Psalm 90, verse 12, it says this, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Also, Psalm 90, verse 17 says this, May the favour of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And as I mentioned before, I can fall into the habit of just scrolling and wasting time on social media. And we have to be careful though, because as that scripture said, 
we need to be constructive with our time. And what God has been teaching me lately is with my time, okay, He's the one that can help establish me in terms of numbering my days, managing my time. He can help me with that. So often every morning in my own prayer time, I'll say, God, establish work for me today. Show me what I need to put my time to. What do I need to put my hand to? Give me wisdom and insight for doing this. Help me to manage my things wisely. And now having a kid, I realize how important this is, managing time. Now, um, it can become, okay, if we do not manage our time well on social media, it can actually become a form of idleness. And Proverbs 13 verse 4 says this, the soul of the sluggard, which I mean, no one in here is the sluggard, no one in our church, maybe down the road, but not here in Macquarie. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Now, I don't know about you, but when I often scroll through Insta or Facebook and things like that, things get my attention. And often I can fall into the trap of going, wow, that's what I want to be doing. I want to be eating there what they're having. I want to be traveling um, right there where they are right in this place right now. But like that scripture says, the soul of the diligent is richly supplied, richly supplied. And so it's important in our life, God wants us to stay diligent. Even when we are tired, staying diligent. Because when we then become idle, guess what happens? We can often start to fall into patterns of selfishness. We can start to fall into patterns of behavior and thinking that doesn't align with the kingdom and what God wants us to be thinking and dwelling on. So manage your time on social media or social media will end up managing your time. Number two, I can be seduced by the world's values. Funny thing about social media, it will amplify things and make them seem really important when actually they are not important. I don't know whether you've noticed if you're on Facebook lately, but I often get these things in my notifications about five friends are going to an event near you. And I'm like, oh, what event's that? And I'll click on the notification and it'll be, it'll be something like Gardening Australia, you know, happening at the Newcastle Entertainment Centre on the 21st of December. And <laughs> someone like Mindy, right up your alley, Mindy. But someone like me, it's just I've fallen into the trap of going, oh, okay, interesting. Let's see what they are going to. And it's, I think that it's interesting now that the people who, are, who have designed these platforms now have all these incredible algorithms now to know what you like, to know what you've searched on Google, and then they can put those promotional material and advertisements straight onto Instagram, straight onto Facebook for you. So you don't even have to look that far to do online shopping anymore because they know what you have been looking at and they are using that. Now, it's important to recognize that and be mindful and wise about this. So the world's value systems that often you will see on social media are not so much the kingdom's values. The world's values you will constantly see on their passion, position, possession. Sometimes people say this is actually like sex, salary and status. And that's what the world is after. And if you start looking and listening at these things long enough, you'll start thinking it actually must be right. Maybe my own values don't line up with what I'm seeing all the time. 
And when you start to look and view and you listen to things, you start to copy those things. And there's an unbelievable um, amount of research behind all of this. I was talking to my sister just about it the other day. He's studying psychology. So 1 John verse 2 verse 15 to 16 says this. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. We love the world's value systems. I love the world at times. God forgive me, I'm sorry. But I often love sometimes, and it gets my attention. I get sucked and drawn in. But I often need to go back to God and go, God, just help me. What, where have I miss, um, where, where have my values gone wrong on this? Or where have, has my attention been led astray from what you need me to focus on? So the other thing social media can does, does it can sometimes actually decentralize me to sin. It can actually decentralize me to actually what God says, you know what, this is not good for you, Dan. And I can start to go, wow. Man, and I have to do those checks. And so I encourage you, encourage you tonight, every now and then, go back to God and say, Father, am I wrong on this? And get godly wisdom. Let people speak in to that space. Number three, release the outcomes of posts. Everybody, we are designed to have and look and search for the approval of other people. Now, when you put a post up, and guilty as charged, but when you put a post up, it's often like, who's going to like this? If I get over 50 likes, man, I'm doing well here. Is anybody going to like this? But you know what? Often it's just even fake accounts that have liked it. There are often people that might not even know you that well. And so it can make social media quite addicting, this search for approval. I have to go back and check. And it's like this dopamine hit that we like to get and we like to receive. Now, we can, this can easily become an addiction for us. So when we do this, we get more interested in the opinions of other people rather than the people that matter and the people that are closest to us. Galatians 1 verse 10 says this, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or, or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. <laughs> I often fall into the trap of being a bit of a people pleaser because I love people. I love to please them. I love that. But it's something that God right there nails me on and weekly he will nail me on it. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21 says this, Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. How amazing is that scripture right there? Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. Right there, Solomon's talking about minding your own business. He's actually saying, manage what you're listening to. Be mindful of who you listen to. Because sooner or later, if you like to eavesdrop all the time, if you are constantly worried about other people's comments on social media, guess what? They will start to affect you. 
right. People will judge your comments. We all know that. We all know that man loves to judge from the outward appearance, but God judges from the heart. So the outward appearance on social media is big, okay? But don't take your identity from that. That's why this, like I said, this number three point is all about releasing your comments, releasing your posts. Right. Titus 3 verse 9. Uh, Sorry, my fourth point. I can be drawn into unproductive arguments. (laughs) I need to set them straight. I need to comment on that. I'll show them. But Titus 3 verse 9 says, But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. (laughs) There are people who love to hook you. who love to bite at you who will love to turn into trolls and troll your profile. But what does God say about this? How do we deal with this? Well, Proverbs 26 verse 4 says this, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Don't be worrying about what other people think. It's not your business. Instead, worry about what God cares about. Last point, number five. I can be tempted to compete and show off. Half the photos, half the videos on social media have been adjusted, have been altered, have been photoshopped. Now, God doesn't like spiritual showing off. He actually calls it self-righteousness. And that's why often you read in the Gospels about how annoyed he was with the Pharisees and how much... um, controversy there was and the, uh, how much conflict there was he, he had with them. But just be mindful on these social media platforms about constantly showing off because it can be a trap and people don't always like others who show off. Showing off can actually build barriers instead of drawing people closer to you. So what are the, some of the things we can use social media for? I often use it for connecting for these positive forms of communication. When I was over in Singapore, I loved seeing some of the things that were happening back here in Newcastle. I needed it. It helped me get a good dose of home at times. We can use it to honour other people. We can use it to wish them happy birthdays, to celebrate them. Be a good celebrator. Use social media wisely. And just as I finish, there was one other point I want to talk about, which is perspective. I hope COVID has brought a change of perspective for you because it should have. In one of my favourite movies and my wife's favourite movie, Gladiator, okay? And when I found out, when we were dating and I found out our favourite movie was Gladiator, I was like, oh, girl, marry me now. Marry me now. She loves action movies, my wife. Turn on. Anyway, Um, But in this movie, Proximo, one of the characters said, we mortals are but shadow and dust. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can feel like just an insignificant piece of dust, a shadow. And there are days like that, hours like that, sometimes even a week or two like that. But in Matthew 5, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. 
And so the times where I've really struggled and felt like this piece of dust or felt like this shadow, felt unnoticed. This Scripture, this passage in Matthew has put significance back on me. It's helped restore significance to me. This perspective shift helps shift my focus from the shadow to the salt, from the dust to the destiny that God has for me. And perspective, I hope during this time, some of your perspectives have changed about how much God has blessed you, about how much provision you actually have in your life, how blessed you are to worship in a nation that gives you choice. Because I've been to many nations where that's not the case. You are blessed in this nation. So this man here, Kyle Carpenter, we're reading this amazing book. He was a Medal of Honour recipient. And he received the Medal of Honour because when he was fighting as a Marine in Afghanistan, he was on top of a building and um, a grenade was thrown up the top, on the top story, right next to him, where him and his companion was. And he had a split decision to make. Should I jump on this grenade to try and save my friend's life? Or do we both just quickly try and turn our backs? And he literally had split seconds, a couple of seconds. And he decided to jump on the grenade and to really put his life on the line. The incredible thing was he recovered. Six months it took him he had something about something like 80 operations to restore his body and his heart stopped twice. Um, but he says this incredible quote in the book. He says, My injuries happened. Nothing would ever change that. Our wounds were a part of our bodies, but we were the ones who got to choose what part they played in our stories. You were the ones, church, who get to choose what part 2020 and 2021 plays in your story. You are the one that gets to choose which part social media plays in your life. Is it more of him and less of you? (laughs) You know, the greatest perspective change that I ever see is when you think about Jesus on the cross and the people who would have been there watching this man, this Jesus from Nazareth, who they'd known and maybe followed around on a cross, completely innocent, but still hanging there, seeming, seemingly helpless, seemingly all hope being lost. But we know the story that three days later, the perspective changed where he rose again came out of that grave and that we were able to receive eternal life through being in relationship with him. Now, if you would like to just quickly close your eyes, I'd appreciate that. And I'm just going to ask you a simple question. Would you like to receive Jesus into your life? Would you like to take on this new perspective? Have a perspective shift in your life. Your perspective will never be the same once you ask Jesus in. 
He comes in, He changes your life. He gives you hope for tomorrow. He walks with you. He can even speak to you and learn to listen to His voice. How incredible is that? He gives you security. He walks with you through the highs and the lows. It is the best decision you will ever make. And so I just want to ask you a question. Would you like to receive Jesus into your life? Would you like to have this perspective shift in your world? Now, if that is you, I'm just going to say a really quick, simple prayer. And you can say it in your heart. And then right at the end of the service, I would actually love for you to come down the front and talk to Jay and Ivan, who have been hosting tonight. You can talk to them about it. But if that is you, please say this prayer in your heart right now. Jesus, I receive your salvation. I give you my whole heart. Every single piece of me. I accept your grace. I accept what you did on the cross. I receive your salvation. And I ask you to come in. I ask you to change me. Help me to become a better person. I'm sorry for my wrongdoings. I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made. But I thank you that you forgive me. And I confess that you are the Son of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, church. You can open your eyes. Be blessed. Have a great week. But I'm going to hand back to our awesome hosts. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.